I don't know if I'll ever get used to that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's still not as it's still not comforting. <laughs> well, after I don't know how how many tries has this been? Oh, it's been like four or five. Yeah, well, we're uh, officially doing episode number one. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's you and I doing the first one. I couldn't think of a better person to vibe with and talk about all kinds of different shit for long periods of time. <laughs> it's got to be, you got you to gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. Might as well, might as well be me. <laughs> yeah, the, the first of, of many to come. Um, the topic wanted to kind of converge on today is how video games impacted us growing up. I remember pretty, pretty young looking at the news and people saying, Oh, video games will rot your mind. And I feel it's pretty common amongst new technology and new things that no, no matter what it is, it's, you know, it'll rot your brain. Uh, I remember hearing that my grandpa said, like, when the TV came out, people, you know, said, oh, they rot your brain. And then when the radio came out is what people were saying, oh, you just sit there and listen to that thing all day. And um, it, it always seems wh- whatever the newest thing is, you know, is going to corrupt now I'm you. Yelling at, now I'm yelling at 13-year-olds that TikTok's going to ruin their brain. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I may be right on that one, though. I don't know. I'm still going to bet on it. <laughs> I don't know. Like TikTok is more or less the same thing that's already been like Vine. I mean, it's like Vine, right? I don't see yeah. it being much different than Vine. But this is off topic. I don't want to derail. It you is right super away. off topic, but I will derail you. <laughs> I'll get back on track. <laughs> I'm I'm super focused. Good, good, glad, glad. Um. So no, yeah, I I I felt I felt that way as gay growing up too. Um, my parents were a little bit more open to me playing video games because kind of kept me out of their hair. Uh-huh. Um, so it was like your babysitter. It was. It, I wouldn't necessarily say it's my babysitter because they're still in the house. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, go in the basement for a couple of hours, Eric. Go for it. You have fun. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, y- yes, yes, ma'am, yes, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> yeah, um, I. Similar boat as you. Um, it, it was something that kind of kept me out of trouble more than anything. Is hey, you can play this game, you get your shit done, but <laughs> knock yourself out. You can play the game. I I don't really care as long as you're not you know out and about causing ruckus. I can't tell you how many high school parties I was invited to that me and my best friend at the time turned down to play some 2k and zombies <laughs> like it, 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 we weren't super popular obviously i'm talking about video games um but uh, like it was definitely over 15 20 we were just like no kino kino dude we got to go to kino we're not doing the we're not going to sarah's sarah doesn't have any that does, cod zoms doesn't have you know <laughs> yeah i I remember there was a turning point in middle school where it was where a lot of my friends kind of went on different paths. Like one friends started getting into gangs and doing all kinds of hood rat shit. The other friends try to be like super preppy and join, you know, try and become popular and get into the whole school, like the typical school jock, all that stuff. And then I just kind of had friends that, just wanted to play games and chill out and i was like all right that's the path i'm gonna go down 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure there was a point in my life that was like that, but um with the self-awareness of me at in seventh and eighth grade, I completely blazed over it. I was like, oh, this is just <laughs> this is just what we do, right? This is what everyone does. So I'm not it's not weird. It's just like I'm not being preppy. I'm not making a major life decision, but mm. I still hang out with the people who I decided to play Halo and Gears of War with in eighth grade. So yeah, so your your friend circle stayed pretty much the same then, right? Because there wasn't that change where like your your group split apart or you were part of multiple groups. I was part of multiple groups, and uh-huh. there was an underlying like video games in in any group I was in, mainly because I was in the group. Like, uh-huh. uh, I had you know the the group I was just talking about. I went; those were my. Uh, first-person shooter friends that I would go and play uh, Rainbow Six Vegas, Gears of War, Halo, uh, oh. COD. Oh my god, so much COD. Um, Modern Warfare? I had, uh, Modern Warfare, Black Ops, and then uh, Mo- uh, World at War. Those were the big three. Okay. Um, you were in then, Modern Warfare 2 or 1? I was not. I, I was uh, Modern Warfare 1. I cut it off at Modern Warfare 1. I only got the, wow. I like the zombies. I like the zombies better than the other things. But th- that being said, I went, I, I played Advanced Warfare uh, in college. Like it, it still uh-huh. hung around with me. Yeah. But at that time, it was like, so those friends grew up and that's what we did. And then I had my basketball friends who only wanted to play 2k it was just 2k like we're oh. only we we just got off basketball practice you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go play basketball video games like that's what we're gonna do oh yeah and then i had like a i had my best friend who like we would just pick random weird games and like minor dig deep which is this weird arcade game him and me played minecraft uh despite him being a college athlete (laughs) right uh and then like animal crossing pokemon um like all of those kind of weird games you wouldn't expect we were we're, that's what we would just play we would play that on top of cod zombies or 2k whenever we got bored you're you're that friend for me now that that will introduce me to games that are either uh, like not my style or i would have zero interest in playing if it weren't from recommended from you yeah so i i and i, I actually I, that's a very I compliment thank you uh because <laughs> i see gaming a lot like uh a lot of people in our state um because you know we live in a state that values craft breweries yeah. for those people <laughs> who say man i like bud light i'm a beer guy i'm a bud light like yeah you play cod zombies okay <laughs> But but do you but do you go into like the the watermelon stouts? Yeah, okay. You have that one friend who's introducing you to has it bring brings a new six pack every every time he hangs out with you. I hope that that's me of video games. Like 100%. I would like to find I would like to find weird games that may not be for me, but like yo, Spencer's gonna love this. Like <laughs> that's like and I and I I, I don't know. It's I. That's how I feel introducing people to new games is like you got to find out what they like, kind of how they act, and then pair it with a nice, a nice indie pixel art. Yeah, you know, you're like game my video game, game drug dealer. Hey, <laughs> hey, there are worse compliments, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get my fix. You know, I I haven't hit my high in quite a while. 
I mean, there are. Oh, you need this good <laughs> shit? You just finished. You just finished Witcher? Okay, yeah, I got you, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, speaking of that, like, I am looking for a new fix because I I haven't been playing a lot. I've, I mean, you know, I was on my rampage of trying to clear out my backlog. I, I mean, yeah. every. I don't know every console gamer, and I'm only saying this because I analyze myself, but for my console games, I've always been good about staying up on beating the games that I bought for my console. But for PC, mm-hmm. holy shit, there, there are just so many sales and so many opportunities and so many free games that my library grew so quickly that I, I'm so far behind. And, you know, I wanted to break that cycle of trying to buy more crap before I actually beat it and then Steam has their epic sale and then I could have got the game I haven't even played yet for half the price. Yeah, I I, I can I can attest to like I have my Steam library open right now and there are a lot of f- five to ten minute plays in my <laughs> in my library at the moment and I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. I think it's fine. Um but I I, I think that you would really like and this is a game i haven't played fully through but i've picked up a little bit mm-hmm. uh shadows die twice okay oh it's got uh, is it, that from the makers of dark, dark souls oh it's the samurai one right yeah so it has the theme that you like it has the like kind of graphics the story the kind of oh man i love like you know, diving into the lore, but it also has the challenge that gets you hooked to the point where you're like, no, Tobin, I'm not going to talk to you. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go <laughs> practice this. And I'm like, okay, good, good luck with that. That sounds fun. <laughs> I, I, I think that that probably would be what I recommend for you right now. So All right. But I don't think it's on a sale or anything like that. Um, yeah. It's a scre- not- Every time I see it, it screams you. So. It, it does scream me. And I almost pre-ordered that, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait because that shit's probably going to be on sale by the time I'll finally get to it. And yeah. I was cleaning out my library, and then I came across Destiny, and that sucked me away from any other game for fuck, I don't know. It's been, what, two months? Yeah, definitely. Do, so do you, with that dense Destiny, and I've, I've been meaning to ask you this, uh-huh. do you, do, when you were a kid, did you get sucked into games like that? Oh, like the, the kind so of mindless glad. repetitive of like uh like I, i'm not not yeah. knocking destiny no no no, no. Like, i get what you're saying and i'm glad you're saying that because that was a point i wanted to make too when we were talking about the world and the setting and getting lost into something to where you're just so uh dedicated and you want to spend every waking moment on that and yeah definitely the first game i can remember doing that was pokemon i played mario i played um the very first zelda I remember playing those things on the NES and then playing on my Super Nintendo and I I didn't find any games that really hooked me um, mm-hmm. as much as Pokemon did. And it's funny because Pokemon did and then as I got older, I went back to my Super Nintendo to play like um, uh, uh, Chrono Trigger and um, uh, there was another game. On, I, oh my god. I'm drawing a complete blank. But the and, the Super Nintendo had a bunch of good games at, and that I kind of went back afterwards and I was playing similar style games on my Game Boy. And since the graphics and everything were so similar, it was really easy for me to jump back to Super Nintendo. Yeah. But yeah, Pokemon was the very first one where you I just got sucked in and you're like, well, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I like animals. 
I'm, I'm not gonna say I like fighting animals. <laughs> That's weird. But like, I was like, oh, I have a, you know, a pet that grows with me and gets stronger and helps me, you know, get other friends in this world. And I, I was a sucker for it. I've, I've always been a sucker for it. I, I totally get that. I relate 100%. Did you, were you like the, gotta catch 150? Were you trading with like friends? Were you like getting, you know, uh, I, did, I didn't have a lot of friends that played Pokemon. I had, yeah. I had maybe one or two and mm-hmm. I didn't meet those friends till like three or four years later. Um, oh, okay. So I was playing by myself for the most part, and I only had one Game Boy. So whatever starter I got is the one I got. <laughs> and so I was See. like, I was like, all right, like, and that's why Yellow was my favorite because I got to get all three starters, and there was no way for me to get that otherwise. I'm I'm not gonna get on my high horse and talk about Pokemon Yellow. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> pause. I'm gonna skip over it. You know how I feel about that game. I did. Uh, I I don't know why you hated so. Like I I see your viewpoints on it, but man, it it was so nice for me to, because it had certain callouts to the show because I was a pretty big fan of the show as well. And the mm-hmm. nods that they did to the show, I really appreciated that. I think the knots to the show are great. I think that they like it's it's fine. I just I have a big problem with the way the way Pokemon starters work and have continued to work. I would like to point out, uh-huh. I'm not very like that. Like it's I I appreciate the you pick one. This is what you get. Like it's uh, it bonds you to that that one person that, that one Pokemon more rather than oh. oh I got all three of them. But what's the difference between getting I mean the the reason they do that is to monetize it. <laughs> it's so that you buy both games and you're so, forced to make a friend or something. Hard, hard, hard nerd moment. The designer of Pokemon, uh, uh-huh. Sigamori. Is it Ken Sigamori? Um uh-huh. anyway, he's gone on paper saying that it was actually his idea, not Nintendo's to make two different versions because collecting bugs and trading bugs with his friends was what he loved doing when he was a kid. He no pitched shit. the idea, the idea of having two games with incomplete Pokedex. Okay. So, like, I, so I, when, I like, oh, with it's, that. it's a monetizing thing. It's like, okay, now you play Pokemon yellow and it's like, oh, you missed the entire point. It's true. But I didn't have friends that play Pokemon. So, I would have been trading I, bugs by myself. <laughs> you're, 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 t- you're talking to someone who convinced his parents to buy him Sapphire six months after uh, he saved up and bought Ruby so that he could have uh, all the all one all 202 in that game. So did you catch them all? Yep. I've caught them all in this is a weird brag. Uh, everything but diamond and black. And you help with sun, sun, and I obviously shield and whatever. Oh, and X and Y. Yeah. Dude, there's so many. Holy crap. What, what's been your half, favorite? About half. <laughs> what, what's been your favorite iteration? The, uh, uh, I, I, it's hard to say. I don't like favorites. I'm going to try to not do favorites uh, when talking about video games, at least in this context. Because uh-huh. um, I'll, I'll def- like, people are going to get angry. 
oh, why one fifty one's the best one? Like, oh, silver perfected the the couple problems. Who cares about diamond and pearl? Blah well, blah think, blah. Yeah, like there's no game is perfect and no game is you know complete shit. But I think they each add an element to it that I I really enjoyed and I've liked almost every Pokemon and. Well, I say Pokemon, I'm not talking about Mystery Dungeon. I'm not talking about... Main series, main series games. Exactly. Um, And for the most part, I've enjoyed all of them. Uh, I'm not going to say that I've played every, like, oh, I played Gold, I played Silver, I played Emerald, I played... No, I I didn't, you know, I generally chose one version, beat it, and then uh, went on to the next series. And then it's just, god damn, it takes so much time. Well, I mean, I like so. The, I think the one I've spent the most time with is uh-huh. probably surprising to you is Diamond and Pearl. But my, really? I, I I enjoyed Ruby and Sapphire the most. But that okay. might be because it's like the time of my life that like I was probably having. You know, I was like what fourth to sixth grade, fourth to seventh grade when I was playing that. Uh huh. Probably the probably it's a really easy time. I hadn't hit puberty yet. I just figured out the kids. I was a big kid guy, you know. Like yeah, <laughs> like it's the soccer was easy. I found you know whatever. Like <laughs> doing good in school, got enough sleep. I wasn't drinking back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about the the first gen that came out because I moved around a lot um, when I was younger, and so like one of the nice things is that. I had this game to like another world to escape to, you know, to where I was like, I, I didn't make friends immediately where I went to. And I was like, well, okay, like whatever. Like I have this game to play and it helped me be introduced to other people because I enjoy this game and I enjoy, like, it was an easy starting point, you know, to be like, Oh, Hey, like, I see you like this. I'm like, yeah, I do. Oh, cool. <laughs> do, well, I mean, it's, it's also like a, what's it called? It's, that was a universal language back then of like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I like Pokemon. Of course. Everyone likes Pokemon. Well, I don't, I feel like not everyone liked Pokemon. Like now it's cool to like Pokemon, but I didn't feel like everyone liked Pokemon back then. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember, distinctly remember everyone being like, oh, like, WWF was the biggest thing. And, like, it was, everyone was getting out from cartoons, but, and, like, trying to find more, like, real TV. I I don't know Hmm. why that was such a big, like, it was like, oh, yeah, I watched this on, like, TLC, or I watched this on the Food Channel, or I watched this, and, and, like, it was really cool not to be, like, a kid. And I always thought that was really weird because I, I was like, fuck that. I really enjoy like watching Pokemon and Batman, the animated series. And like, I enjoy watching all stuff. I enjoy watching wrestling too, but it's like, I'm not going to pretend I don't like something just to fit in. See, I, I was, this may have been my game dealership, right? Like, it was <laughs> like everyone I knew was either into Pokemon or was about to get into Pokemon. When they hung out with me. <laughs> I was like, yo, check out this pack of cards. It's yours. Go for it. Open it. They're like they like they like open it. It's that first hit. And I'm like, yeah, you should tell your mom to buy you a Game Boy. Then I leave. And it's like, well, that's a weird soccer practice. But yeah. <laughs> I remember dis- distinctly at a soccer pra- practice that ended with our coach yelling at us. And I was like, you guys are talking about Pokemon way too much. And we're like, okay, that's fine. Okay, whatever. And then in- as it ended, we all went to one of my friends' house and we all played Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Like that's. <laughs> 
10 out of 10 kids went to that house and played Pokemon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you gave your coach a pack of cards and then he came back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, that was actually the move, but I didn't. I just I just read it wrong, you know? That was, that was eight. It's a bold step to take at eight, you know? Right? Like, I could have, but it, I didn't. It was there. Next time. But see, Pokemon also, like, it, when going back to, like, the rotting the brain thing of Pokemon, mm-hmm. like... So I, for my job, have to oh, memorize video games old- or Pokemon. Sorry, I just want to clarify. Video, video games in general. Video, okay. video games in general. I have to memorize a lot of made-up names uh, for my occupation. And Aren't all names made up. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we can have we can have our talks about questions like that later. Um, but like, I. I attribute to one of my better memorizing, like memorizing skills, due to me at six memorizing a print off of a of all 151 Pokemon, and then uh, I got a print off when Silver came out of all the Pokemon in that game, and I memorized their names, their type, their the level they evolve, uh, and it would like my dad made these paper Pokedex for me. So uh-huh. that uh, I, I would memorize that, and now as an adult, I'm like, "Whoa, that was that's a really valuable skill." Like, I I use that. I use that every day, and I have people in my class of like, "Well, how do you just look at it once or twice and like have the name and the indication and the like the use memorized?" I'm like, "Well, Pokemon." He <laughs> 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 take this pack of cards, and then like. You know, <laughs> I got something for you. <laughs> yeah, it was like actually right here. <laughs> like, um, no, no, no I, I that's and that's one of the notes I had down of like of the influences of video games. It's like that I can tell you that daily that that game influences me. Yeah, I, not even in a in a cognitive way where I'm like, man, I want to play Pokemon. It's like, no, I I have a life skill because I was a weird kid and wanted to do that. Yeah. And that's something I want to dive in on as well, is that when it it taught me that, or video games as a whole, and Pokemon kind of was the first to do this, that once I got interested in something, that I'm all in. I want to learn every single aspect. I am an addict. Like I need to get my hands on every single aspect of this thing, and I want to become the best at it. And, you know, it was really nice to know that, okay, if I can just find something I'm interested in, or if I can trick myself and find a way to reward myself or find a goal that I can throw myself at, I can do that. And that's helped me out throughout life is to have that similar mindset of being like, okay, well, this is really cool. And then once I'm in on it, there's no stopping. Well, I mean, you, you, you can get that from a lot of different things. And I'm, I'm happy that Poco- or, you know, Pokemon and video games gave you that. And it definitely shows like that's the kind of person you are, but like that's the, the developing and being the best at it is, is, is just, just a sign of passion, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, but how many, I, I guess this might just be me looking at it. Cause I'm analyzing myself where I don't know if I can be as passionate about something. If it's not competitive, if I can't make it competitive, there's a certain aspect of competitiveness that makes me more passionate. And 
maybe it's just the way I view things and like how I look at school and how I look at kind of our society is where there's a score, there's something there to I'm either going to be in the top percentile or I know that there's just something satisfying to me working hard and getting that accomplishment and knowing that I did better than other people. <laughs> it doesn't like I I don't like when everyone wins. Like I yeah. I like the fact that are winners and losers because when I lose, I'm more motivated to get back out there and try harder and reevaluate myself. And when I win, it's a confirmation that hey, what I did was right. And I, uh, keep trying. I think that that's um like that's that's the way you face things and you think and that's that's cool. Um a year ago I would have agreed with you and been like I'm the exact same. But I've actually like recently I've kind of had a what's the competition burnout, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many more valuable things and video games provide that like these valuable things as well as that need for competition. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you're talking to someone who's wasted probably thousands of dollars going to Smash Brothers tournaments. So. But like I and I I do like playing and I do like playing competitive games, but there's also this like going to the last smash tournament where I knew I was going to lose. Yeah, I just I was knew I was going to get dusted, man. I'm I'm old. I'm retired. These I I can't keep up with Adderall hands. Jerry over there. (laughs) Um, But uh, like going there and having like people recognize me of like, oh, yeah, you're Tobin. Yeah, I remember you from Boulder. Like, oh, yeah, like you. Yeah, you did this. You were the guy from the, the CU Smash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I saw you at Evo one time. Like, now I'm now I'm in Denver. We should hang well, out. Like, oh. <laughs> and but see, so like Smash, even though it was a competitive thing for me and like uh-huh. when I was in the heat of it, I was like, man, I need to be better than everybody. Like, yeah, it provided com- like this sense of community to me. Mm-hmm. Now that I, I value more than the the my total win loss at a tournament, sure. And I think that video games, when you look at them through your frame of like, oh, I need to be better, and like I can I can do this or anything like that, you can kind of overlook that stuff. And sure. I'm not saying it's wrong to look at it that way. I'm just saying that they're like uh, aging me, old retired me has has had a new input from that. And it's another thing that, again, video games have, like, given me. Mm-hmm. So. so to play, not advocate on there, but I guess to analyze it in a different perspective, your competitiveness and the way that you were trying to uh, interact with the games led mm-hmm. you to a community of other people who felt similarly about the video game. And the fact that you all were in this environment together and were competitive together were were able to bring out like that was a fun positive aspect of it. Yes, it it, it was more positive than me winning games. Correct, but the underlying, you know, like passion for the game and the competitiveness and you know the shit talking that goes on and kind of True. the psychological True. aspect of it really brought you to similar people that also mm-hmm. had the same values. And since you put yourself in an environment of people with similar values, you're destined to have kind of those things happen, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I guess you could say that. Yeah. But like, like minds find like minds, right? It's true. You hive up. Yeah, which can be good or bad, depending on 
what kind of like-minded people you want to surround yourself with. Yeah. It's also very hard to find a like-minded group of people who like to disagree, but I'm still looking. All right. I don't know. You disagree with most of the people in the groups that you hang out with. (laughs) Whether you actually disagree or you disagree just to disagree. You definitely. (laughs) I was either a fork in the road. Nor deny these allegations against me and (laughs) my decisions. These are just facts, my friend. (laughs) I'd have to disagree with you on that. All right. Well, time will tell. And hopefully our future listeners, whether it's 10 or 1,000 people or who knows how big, they they will be able to to weigh in on this. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll disagree with them too. Perfect. Um, That only helps my case. (laughs) So we've talked about uh, video games and like, how they affected us when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Would you say uh, video games have are, are currently influencing you? Like, if you had to take a reflective step back and say, in five to ten years, this is going to have X effect on me. What What do you think that that would be um, like? like? Like, if you were in the moment, have. yeah. If you were in the moment, the f- the first time you turned on your Pokemon, like your Pokemon Yellow, you mm-hmm. traitor, uh, <laughs> and you like felt it and you were like, yeah, this is going to be big for me when I'm 24. Like now, if when you boot up your computer and you load up steam and you click on a game, this is going to X is going to be big for me when I'm 45. And why are you asking like, what game is it now? That well, what, is for what me do you think? What, you- what, what games, what, what, what things that you're doing right now are going to have that, that kind of lasting impact on you? You think? Um, Not a specific game or like uh, maybe they, you know, X game gives you this skill or you'll positively reflect on the times you have. It's, it's interesting because the games that have a big impact on my life were also uh, just big moments in my life in general. And okay. gaming was a type of therapy for me, essentially, to kind of de-stress and get my mind off things. And um escape to another world i mean i felt similar when i was reading manga watching anime or just doing other things to just try and escape the realities of the world and it was the things that i got into the most were at like the hardest points of my life so looking at it now life is pretty cushy (laughs) so yeah although i i'm a believer that some like every day one of the greatest things is happening, but we we're just in the moment. We don't know it's happening. You know, like it, people always look back and they'd be like, Oh, PlayStation one, that was the, the best generation. And PS two, that was the best generation. And look at all these games. And, you know, people make a case for whatever call, whatever time. But I think it's more of a reflection of where they were at in their life and how that media really influenced and impacted them. Um, so if I were to look back net or sorry, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Just because now is a positive, like mm-hmm. Easy Street or whatever you said, you can still have like it tinted, like through like a, a vision of a game. Like you can still tie emotions to a game. Oh, and have it be positive. Yeah, and like, no, I agree. I just I don't. It's I think it video games have a harder time making as big of an impact as they mm-hmm. have in the past from 
being exposed to different stories and being exposed to different mechanics and kind of it's difficult to view certain media and not be like oh this is like this but twisted with this and this and this like i i oh, man. i consciously do my best to try and go into something with a blank slate and give it a chance to be its own thing and not uh-huh. be like oh okay this is grand theft auto but you know monetized differently <laughs> You know? Okay. <laughs> well then, well then, you, you, and me can we? we I'll, I'll, I'll dive into the bottom of my wish list on Steam, and <laughs> I'll get you something weird. Okay, I'll, <laughs> there are tons of like you want new mechanics. I got you, boy. You got <laughs> you want different graphics. You want different monetization. I got you, boy. I'm about it. We're about I'm to about, I'm, I'm about <laughs> it. I but know a guy. <laughs> that's why I got into fighting games like not so much this year but last year uh, before we went to Evo that yeah. was a community that I used to play fighting games by myself and playing against the computer is nowhere near the same as playing with other people Yeah, and that was yeah. an aspect that I really enjoyed and getting the com- camaraderie and you know all the aspects that you were talking about I thoroughly enjoyed and that wasn't that was something that I wouldn't have picked up earlier. And I have a great appreciation of it now because I was like, Oh, this is new and exciting and different. Yeah. It's I, I, I love like that. That period of time was really hard for me in life. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were all kind of getting into DBZ. Yeah. Um, and that really helped me through it to be like 100% honest, just yeah. knowing that I could go and lose to Carlo and you like <laughs> I, that, and, and, and the frustration and like saltiness that I experienced from playing fi- games with fighting sticks is only because I come from smash and I'm like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but my hands aren't doing it. <laughs> and everyone who listens to this will probably say we'll just practice more like no shit no shit i was at a period in time where i couldn't practice that much and um hopefully things change in the future and i get to experience that kind of love and joy with you know people in the future yeah what point do you remember being like i can't dedicate this amount of time the same amount of time to a video game anymore (sighs) Like, do, do you have a defining moment where you're like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I, I couldn't pinpoint the day, but I could pinpoint the exact moment. Uh-huh. Um, I was playing, uh, it was probably two, three years ago. So I was just starting grad school. Uh, and I went up to my friend Ty's house uh-huh. and Ty was playing Smash Brothers with a couple people. That, you know, we're just Smash Bros. This is what we do. Um, and I sat down and I started playing with him. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is good. This is good. I'm still beating Ty. Like, I'm, I'm, he's getting better. He's getting better. And then there's this other kid that we played against. And I love that. I love Con- his name's Connor. I love uh-huh. Connor. And I, w- it was always even between us. It was always even. He would edge it out on some days. I would edge it out on other days. And like, uh-huh. that was the joy of our relationship was like, is he the one with the magic cards in his backpack? Yes, that it's that Connor. Oh, yes. okay. I like him. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you know he's <laughs> he's 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 amazing. He's he's, he's a good cool. dude. 
Um, so, you know, like we were going back and forth, back and forth, but the, this year I had to go to school and that year he was, he had senioritis. He'd finished all of his high school stuff and had a job lined up. And so he wasn't worried about anything. All he would do was play smash brothers. Yeah. No girlfriend. She was, uh, she, li- she went to a college in Idaho, I think. And so he would just play and I played him and he just bopped me and he just <laughs> bought me he bought me so hard and i was like i was so ha- like i was i was mad in the moment but it, you know reflectively looking at it i was like man i'm so happy that he's great at this thing because he's putting time into it yeah and so i was like you know what? i'm gonna put time into it and so <laughs> i that night i went home i got uh one of my school notebooks ripped out the first page of notes that i did because it was the start of the year threw yep. it away uh and i don't need that pa- p- piece of paper i'll just memorize it uh and I, I wrote out a schedule for me to practice Smash Brothers. <laughs> that's awesome. An, an hour and a half a night of work, just working on tech skill, because that's what anybody know who knows me knows that that's my weakness. So I pra- practice tech skill. And so I went and did that for a week. And three days into it, Rebecca, like Rebecca, my now fiance, was like, um, you haven't spoken to me. <laughs> like... <laughs> In like two days are you okay and i was like oh no i just had school and then i had to come home and she's like yeah and then you didn't come to bed and watch tv or like hang out with me i was like well yeah i gotta get better at smash brothers <laughs> and she was like and like you know to her credit she was like okay hon if that's what you want to do but like we gotta schedule time for us and i was like okay so I scheduled time for her and then school got harder and then i had to pick between her and my melee practice and i was like <laughs> I got to pick her because, you know, she's, she's the one <laughs> she's, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, and then that slowly became, well, what about work on the side of it? I have to go work now or I have to do research. Yeah. Like that, that book, I, I, I threw it away. And when I moved to my new house, uh, I threw that book away. And when I looked at it, I was sad because I knew that reflected that that was the turning point where I was never going to be great at melee. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a a sombering moment, but you still have appreciation. And are you, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, are you sad that that moment is gone? Like, do you, do you long for it or are you okay with where you're at with your relationship with the the games? I long, uh, I long for mastery of that game in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about it weekly. Uh, of just man i could crack out like i wish i had someone to just sit down and play with but like you said it's not fun playing fighting games alone yeah and so i could do that and i could practice and i could just sit and do that or i could play a game that's designed to be played alone and experience something new yeah but when i say i'm longing for it and i'm sad for it i i should reflect that sadness isn't always a bad thing no absolutely not i feel sad for that moment because i know that yeah, I, you know, I cared for it, and yeah. it it has brought me a lot of joy. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And the, I think the cool part is that as time goes on, there are opportunities for you to influence others and have the ability to be like, "Hey, you can check this out," and you always have the potential of the people that are closest to you and making that kind of a. A potential hobby or group activity yeah yeah i'm i'm always down to suck people into the pit i'm in right now 
Yeah. <laughs> Back to the pit. Back to the pit. We should just get the, that. That should be the the starting sound of the, your podcast is just. <laughs> In time, you will. <laughs> Confidence is a slow and insidious killer, believe it or not. Um, uh, no, so like, so do you think that uh, there was a time where because we're grown-ups now gross but do you think that there was a time where it hit, it, it hit you and you're like man i'm not gonna be able to play as much video games as i want college for sure uh throughout high school i worked at gamestop so <laughs> i i had unlimited access to video games and was able to uh-huh. play as much shit as i wanted it was fantastic i couldn't think of a better job for a high schooler uh, shouts out to GameStop right now. They are plummeting. I don't know how much longer they're going to last, but it was, uh, they provided a great time in my life. So I will always be grateful for them. They need to pivot hard into anime figures. All right. They, they, I think they do sell some anime figures. All they do is sell figures and Funko and all kinds of shit there. Yeah, they should pivot harder. They should get rid of the games. They should get rid of the games and just have those. <laughs> Japan stop. Hey, you know. Hey, stop. There we go. That's a little catchier. But yeah, like the defining moment was when I got to college and I was working and going to school at the same time. and. It was, I'm going to choose to pass this class or I'm going to play some video games and fail and have to work even harder to pay to take that class again. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when I started college, I was very motivated to try and get good grades and do the best that I can. And as each year progressed, I was like, I hate my degree. I hate this field. I'm not going to use it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I started, you know, diving more into work, which worked out great for me because the jobs that I worked throughout college ended up getting me into the career that I'm in today. So that gamble kind of paid off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It was, um, I, I felt like it was necessary to, to lose the relationship I had in there in order to have something to chase again at the end of the tunnel to be like, Hey, you know, when this is all over, it's not like those games are going anywhere. You can go back and play them. And it made me choose what I really wanted to spend my time on when I had free time. And yeah, I think going through that made me appreciate games more as to where like I was spoiled in the fact that I had, you know, every game at my fingertips and, you know, time to match with it. And then once I got in a relationship and um, school and work and all these things, then you start realizing like, oh, like that there are other things that I need to prioritize. And if I am going to make this a priority in my life, then let's really dig in and find out what I like instead of just throwing myself at everything responsibility hates video games it's just facts that's their their natural enemies or it refines your taste (laughs) well yeah for you i mean like (laughs) i I think i i my my statement stance i think that responsibility is the enemy of video games it's a slow and insidious (laughs) i have to i budget out time 
to play video games with yeah. my friends and my i mean i got rebecca into them and she is the best stardew farmer i have ever seen in my <laughs> entire life um she's also weirdly good at uh don't starve that loves that but uh when like sharing that joy with her still comes with hey we have to budget things out you know yeah and it's not it's because of responsibilities do you I don't know. when your responsibilities and later in life become less do you see like when you just have less stuff to worry about like you're getting close to retirement everything's looking cushy do you see yourself diving back into video games do you think that's a passion that will always be around uh i've I've, so i've thought about this and i i always wonder if i'd like to do that Mm -hmm. or I'd like to do like the, I'm pretty sure they'll stay constant. Like I'll always have video games as something I do. Yeah. But I don't know if I'll get as deep into them as I have been. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I'll be making spreadsheets tracking how good I'm going to be in a video game when I'm <laughs> 60. Um, but I think that they'll be there. I just, when you have money, you can do other hobbies and, when you're a kid, sure. you can't go and do the other hobbies because you don't have freedom. So you ask for a video game. Uh, yeah. And I'm a huge, like, I, I like a lot of things. And a lot of the barriers to that is money and time. Yep. Well, when I have money, I can go do those things. And then I can just, when I have time, I can do all of them, right? Like, yep. I think that I'll be playing video games until the day I die. Like, but I don't know if I'm going to ever get super duper into another game like the way I was into Smash or the way I was was and kind of still am into Pokemon. Yeah. Um, or Fire Emblem. Everyone buy Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this, this is not an ad. I'm not and then I'm not paid by Nintendo. Buy Three Houses. It's that good. Okay. Sorry. I. One of the things that I want to do when I have kids is if they get into a video game or whatever it is that they get into, I, I want to be super jazzed about it and not have the viewpoint that um, my family had towards it where I was like, oh, that's stupid. Why do you like, you know, like trying to have to defend yourself and be like, well, no, you, you don't understand. Like, it's really cool. And this one has like electricity that surges through it. Like, could you imagine if this had electricity into these things? Pretty cool. Like, instead of having to like explain yourself, kind of dive into that world with them and i know like friends for the most part are they're the ones who you know are the, supposed to be that catalyst but i've always wanted to do that for my future kid to be like tell me more about this like i want to learn okay i'll give it a chance you know because it was like the games my dad introduced to me and played with me and showed to me i was so jazzed about it because i was like oh he really likes this too how cool is that you know and I want to be able to give that experience as well towards things that I might be like, this looks stupid, but like, I'll give it a shot because, hey, maybe there is something cool here. <laughs> so I, I, I think that that's uh, a noble thing to want to do. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to have a pops that did that. Um, uh -huh. 
he would periodically he he bought me i remember he bought my sister not me he'll say it was for both of us but it was for audrey um <laughs> uh he bought us diddy kong racing and mario kart on the same day ah and he learned to play them so that we could <laughs> play them as like a as you know kind of a family yeah um and because of that i liked I can still see the day. Like, that's how happy I was. I came down into the basement and he was just like around the corner and he was like, Hey guys, look. And he showed us Diddy Kong and I was like, Whoa. And then he showed <laughs> us Mario Kart on the other hand. And I was like, Dude, this guy is the richest man I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> I was like four. And I was like, I was like, Dad, that's so much money. How'd you do that? Uh, <laughs> I'm standing in his house. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm blessed with. Uh, a dad who bought me video games and played them with me. I'm blessed with a mom who beat the first, uh, uh, do you remember Deku tree from Ocarina of time? Yep. She beat the first, she beat that dungeon for me when I was too young to figure it out. (laughs) It was was awesome. (laughs) Um, they, 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 they really tapered off after the N64. They didn't want to play with me anymore, but that, They like th- th- that was the thing. They got me into it, and I was like, "Well, I can get more people into it." They got me into it, and I, that's probably where that comes from. Yeah, ah, that's a a noble beginning for that. <laughs> also, also, um, the best Valentine's Day gift ever. I will put it on record. Ooh. Super Smash Bros. Melee from my game from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Hey, bud, happy happy Valentine's Day. I love you," and he, he gave me melee and i was like what yeah gave you crack <laughs> i was like dad i'm not gonna talk to girls in college because of this right now and he was like what and i was like don't worry i'm from the future and then i went inside <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out for the best trust me <laughs> yeah like i remember being like having video games used as a tool to motivate me like once my father realized like how motivated I was to play those and he would be like, Oh, if you get all A's, like I'll get you this for like throughout elementary school. And if you do this, like I'll buy you this game. And for like Christmas and all that, like that was kind of my incentive to, to work hard. So I think he quickly realized the fuel that I have, like I'm very goal oriented and was able to use that. And I think that's why being competitive and having those things to check off. Like I'm a huge fan of checklists. Like that was, I think the, the starting origins of that, which is cool. And did you continue? Sorry. No, go ahead. Did you, did you like collectible games? Like as a kid, like the DK like country or and no, like did like DK country or like Banjo Kazooie or like, what was the other one? Crash Bandicoot where you kind of like go through each level and you have to get every, Orange, um, a little like and the coins. games that I remember. Yeah, like um, Jack and Daxter was one of the big ones that I remember. Where yeah. there were a lot of things to collect. Um, I thought that was okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a game with a checklist that I really enjoyed. Uh, Spyro was one that I played, but no, like I, I don't think I really enjoyed. Which is funny because later in life, like Destiny was one of the big ones that got me with the checklist. Like, oh, do these things to unlock this. And I'm like, ooh. And Fallout was another one. 
Um, yeah, it's the reason you don't play WoW. It is 100% the reason why I don't play WoW. But yeah, yeah it was ironic. Yeah, it's weird because it's a mechanic in real life that I enjoy, but it wasn't a mechanic in a video game that I enjoyed until I was older. But when okay. I was younger, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Like, it, I wouldn't go back to replay a level just to collect something. I was the one who would get the bare minimum to collect stuff to move on to the next level to play the game and enjoy the game. Fair, fair. But as I got... And I don't know if it was because the mechanics just weren't as good as they are now and as addictive as they are now. Because the rewards seem a lot better for putting the time in and completing the items. I I don't know, man. I I, I just I, I figured that that would like hook you as a kid when you're younger. But Pokemon was, I guess, looking at that right. Got to catch them all. Like, that's a checklist. Your Pokedex is a, a giant checklist. But I didn't I guess, feel the yeah. urge. I didn't feel the urge to get them all. Like I mm-hmm. felt the urge to get all the ones that I wanted and get those ones as strong as possible. But mm-hmm. yeah, and even now I still don't have the urge to collect all of them. I just want to collect the ones that I like. Understandable. Understandable. I uh, see. I'm I, for that one for that game. I hate she. I hate checklists. But for that game, I want all of them. Yeah, but you play Pokemon differently than I play it. Yeah, like you like the world, and sometimes you like the mechanics. <laughs> <sighs> it's Dynamax is so stupid, and so Z moves. But all right, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't like either mechanic. I understand that they were both introduced to try and change the meta of the game and to make it more diverse, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't make... I, I'm all about the lore before I am anything else. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> eh, well... But back to uh, back to checklists and games yep. games like that. Like, mm-hmm. did did that did you did that spark with you? Like, at, did this happen to you recently when you were going through your backlog of things that you wanted to play? Was that like that checklist set you off of like you know what maybe I'm gonna play this game and then that game had the real life check or the video game checklist of it and you're like heck yeah, no, not at <laughs> all. Yeah, like. Certain games with a lot of checklists do the like do the opposite. Or I'm like, mm. sometimes I don't want to know that I have to complete these things. Okay. Because part of the fun I get is creating my own checklist and going through it myself. And when it's already laid out before me, it's kind of a buzzkill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I kind of enjoy breaking things down in a way that I can tackle it. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, and I can knock this out by this day or this time. And mm-hmm. when a game's like, oh, you just need to, you know, do this every day or do this every it kind of kills it for me. I hate that. That's the, the, the new kind of quest system in lifestyle games. Mm-hmm. And, like, they are lifestyle games because they try to suck you in and they're like, okay, so you need to do, like, Rainbow Six Vegas is a perfect, or not Vegas, each is a perfect example of this. Uh-huh. They have daily challenges and they have weekly challenges and then they have team challenges of like, oh, you need to do this kill with this character. That 
it loses me. I can, yeah. like that's not fun. You're giving me work. You're giving me homework. Yep. Like I don't like I don't want that. Sorry. Despite really liking this game and being absolute butt at it. Yep. Like eh. Yeah, that was I mean that's I feel like my experience with Destiny where I was like, all right, log in, complete my bounties, log off. And it's like I I had my fun. I bought the game. I bought the collectors when it first came out. And I was like, this is cool. I thought they would pick up where Destiny 1 left off. And they went right back to negative 10. I was like, fantastic. It took a two-year break, came back, knocked everything out within a couple months. And now I feel like I'm just grinding again. And any game where I feel like I'm grinding with zero reward, I'm out. Man. So that is that sentiment exactly is why I like roguelites. Like the the games that start they random procedurally generate, tell you, hey, go beat this thing. And and then when you lose, they're like, all right, cool, you lost everything. Good luck. Start over. Yeah. I love that. I love that feeling. Because it's 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 none of that monotonous uh grind to you you know you you get this reward and then you can keep it oh great good job grind here's another reward grind here's another reward the reward of the game is figure out how to play the game yeah and And we're gonna kill we're gonna kill you over and over and over again until you get to it until you figure it out (laughs) until you figure it out (laughs) yeah i'm i'm also a fan of that i didn't realize i was a fan of that until you showed me darkest dungeon See, and there are off. games that lean on it even harder than Darkest, and mm-hmm. but Darkest is a great example of it. Yeah, that was my introduction to it, because typically I would shy away from those games where I was like, uh, because I know I'm going to have to learn every mechanic of it in order to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of the things where if I know I have to do something, it makes me less to want to do it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so, but now that I fully understand I'm actually a fan of that as long as I'm willing to be like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into. And as long as I'm acceptable with that, then I'm all in. It's just getting to that point. Because if I, I were to try not- and play uh, Darkest Dungeon casually and just be like, eh, I'm just going to pick this up. I think I would have had a horrible time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I was like, okay, I know I need to learn how this game works. I know there's a lot of mechanics to it. I know that I'm going to enjoy these things. Oh, boy. What did you do? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford uh, Die Twice, but I can afford that game. So try it, and then next pod, you can, we can talk about it. All right. For the listeners out there, I just got FTL faster than light. If anybody who likes roguelites is listening, you know what I just did to him. And aside from the Binding of Isaac, that's the worst thing I could do to him. <laughs> but I'm not going to buy Binding of Isaac for him because I don't think he'll like it. Do you think I'll like this? Um, I will. Uh, we've talked about how you like Star Wars, right? Oh, yeah. Have well, you ever I wanted to, to like pilot? <laughs> yeah, right. Have you ever wanted to like pilot your own ship? Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, excellent. I figured that would get you. 
Yeah. Well, so fantastic. how about we, we, we clean up and we'll, we can meet again in us yeah. in a future episode and absolutely let's, let's give everyone homework since that's what games do nowadays. Yeah. We go just said that that's what we don't like. <laughs> We don't like it, but go play some, go play a, you know, go play some FTL. Everyone go play some FTL. If you don't have FTL, beg your mom. She loves you and she'll appreciate the call. I would like to see whoever's listening to this, what their favorite games were and what games they had that impacted, you know, their lives. If you were, if you're listening to this, like, please put something in the comments, shoot us an email, send anything. Like, I would super love to hear what has impacted you and what your thoughts are on video games and growing up with them and whether they had a positive impact, negative impact, uh, just to, you know, wrap things up before we leave here. Um, super positive impact on my life. I could have easily seen myself going down a lot of different roads. And I think video games helped me stay true to myself and help me really learn a lot of things that about myself that I didn't know. And, my family used them in a way to motivate and make me a better person. Yeah. Don't you have any, uh, any last words or anything you want to say or shout out to our listeners? Well, so I already gave them homework. I'm going to give them homework every time now. That's what I've decided. Every time I'm on here, I'm just going to tell people to go do something and hopefully they'll do it. Do your Uh, homework, do your homework, do your fucking homework. homework. Do your homework. That's what my life has been up to this point. Um, video games help me get out of my own head. Uh, I, I feel like a lot place. of people. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people will kind of resonate with that. That yeah, they've they've saved a lot of people a lot of hardship from just their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that you know, reflecting on it and talking about answering your questions that you just went through would be huge. And it's it's this entire hour has been very reflective of what I enjoyed, what my family did to, for me and what we, what Pokemon and smash and video games like that have done for me. And I hope that it helps the next generation and the generation after that. Yeah. Well, well said. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast and we're going to have a lot more and yeah, we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Do your homework. Yeah. Do your fucking homework.